What is going on, everybody? My name is Otto Wichelsen, and you're listening to the Rampage Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about some kind of NCAA wrap-up since the tournament just ended on Monday, and then mainly UEFA, yeah, UEFA Champions League. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the matchups, some of the games happened yesterday and today. So I guess we'll get right into it. That on Monday, Monday night, we had UVA, the Virginia Cavaliers, against the Texas, Texas Tech Red Raiders. Um, it was a good game. They got, it was a national championship game for college basketball. It went to overtime. I think it was like a 75. I'm not exactly. I forget what the score was, but it was a really good game. And that was the first time the Cavaliers had won their won the national championship, which is kind of crazy to think about how they came back from last year after they lost to a 16 seed in UMBC and got blown out by 20 points. And last year they were the number one overall seed. So to see them bounce back is. You know, this shows you how good their program is and how good their coach is. Now, I, w- I really wanted the Red Raiders to win. I was not a big fan of Virginia in the tournament at all. I had them losing early on to Wisconsin. So, I, I, I did not think they were going to win at all. I thought they were overrated, but apparently they were rated correctly because they ended up winning it all. And they were the last number one seed to survive and make it all the way and win it. The Texas Tech Red Raiders, I think the biggest thing that helped them get this far the first time in their school history to get to the final four to get to the finals was that their defense was really solid uh, i saw the game against gonzaga and they they you know tore gonzaga to shreds basically on the defense they had a lot of steals and a lot of blocks and basically just kept them in check i mean gonzaga only scored i think it was 69 points in that game and usually gonzaga i think the commentator said at that game going on that they usually score around 70 or more points and they've only been held three times under 70 throughout the whole year I don't know if they said they lost those games or not, but it just shows you how good of a defensive team that they are. Texas Tech isn't the most high-scoring powered offense, but they made it interesting. It was a 68-68 going to overtime, so they made it interesting, and I really wanted them to win. They definitely, I feel like, played a better game in regulation time, and then overtime they just got overcome by the number one overall seed. You know, that's, that's what happens. If you Anytime you go into an extra period or anything like that, you definitely, you know, you feel the fatigue. And that definitely did not help them in this instance because they definitely played the better ball in regulation time than in extra time or as in overtime. So then from there, I'm going to shift to talking about UEFA. For you guys don't know, UEFA is a Champions League that is played throughout the, all the best um, leagues in Europe, kind of, throughout the best teams. So every year, soccer teams in, like, the English Premier League, the the France League One, um, the Liga, which is the Spanish League, all the best three or four teams usually in all those leagues at the end of the year, they move on to what's called UEFA Champions League. So they play a group qualifying, and there's round of 32, round of 16, round of 8, round of 4, obviously, in the championship. So right now they are down to the last, uh, I think it's 16 or 8 right now. Let me just, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, last 8 of the UEFA Champions League. And some of the big games happened yesterday with Topham Hotspurs against Manchester City, who is winning the English Premier League right now by one point over Liverpool. They do have a game. Liverpool does have a game in hand. I mean, Man City has a game in hand, so they have one more game to play out the season before it's over. But Topham Hotspurs beat Man City yesterday 1-0, and a, and a goal by um, Son, who's actually a really good player. 
I believe he's from Korea, but he's a, he's one of, he's a really good winger. He definitely knows what he's doing. The main reason why I knew a lot of these players in soccer is because I played the video games and got to know them and trade players and things like that. And that definitely made me more aware of who they were, where they played. And I, I don't know, I just felt like I had more connection with them then. But I do watch the games whenever I can. I didn't watch any of the games yesterday, but Top Ham's a really good team, and they're they're always like top four or five. Or you know, I would actually, yeah, four or five usually in the English Premier League every year. Usually top four or five, and that definitely helps them out become, you know, into UEFA, into UEFA, into Europa League, which is another kind of like bracket tournament kind of thing that happens. There's a bunch of them that happen throughout the year, not just league play. There's like the FA Cup, uh, league. Uh, Europa League, UEFA, there's a bunch of different things that all these teams partake in. There's different ways to qualify for them and things like that. So, yesterday, Tom Hotspur's beat Man City, which Man City was, I guarantee you, favored in that game, without a doubt. And then the next game, you had Liverpool against FC Porto. And FC Porto is probably the best Portuguese team out there. I would say so. Probably they're probably the best one. Liverpool has been a solid, solid team the past couple years when they added Mohamed Salah, and they got um, Sadio Mane from Southampton a couple years ago, and then Firmino, who I think is overrated, especially in international play. When he plays for Brazil, he never scores, but on the Liver when the on his club stage, he always scores. You know, he scored yesterday in the game. I think he's a decent striker. He's not the most fast striker out there, but he he knows what he's doing. He can put you. He he can be in the right place at the right time to get you what you want. Now going back to Mo Salah, he's definitely. I think he won Player of the Year last year in the EPL English Premier League. So you know he if you got him on your team, you always got a chance. He's very pacey down the side, the Egyptian. So those those are some good games yesterday that happened. And that was just the first leg of a two-leg series in these um, in the round of eight, in the last eight that's left. The games today, we've got Ajax versus Juventus. I'm pretty sure Ajax is in the Netherlands. Um, different players have played for them before, like Luis Suarez, if you know who that is. He's played for Ajax in the past, and now he plays for Barcelona. And then you've got Manchester United versus Barcelona, which I think will be a heavyweight battle, too. They both have a really good midfield Decent strikers, smart smart defenders, good goalies. You've got Lionel Messi in the game. You've got Paul Pogba. You've got a bunch of really good players that you want to watch. Lukaku is a good player. You know, Barcelona's just got endless players besides Messi. They've got, oh, jeez, they got uh, Ramos in the back still. I, I don't keep up with them as much as I used to, but they've still got a lot of really good players in the midfield that, keep them being one of the best teams every year not just in La Liga which is their league in Spain but in the world you know Real Madrid got dethroned by Ajax in the round of 16 and Ajax is definitely the underdog probably throughout this tournament like through the last eight teams that are left they're probably the least likely to win it all and then probably FC Porto but Porto's got some good players they've got some good players from like Rahimi, uh, he is from Algeria, I believe. They've got a couple of good players that know how to win and know and they can make plays. Ajax, I'm not too familiar with who they are and what kind of players they have, but they did beat Real Madrid in the round of 16. That says something. Real Madrid has struggled not having Cristiano Ronaldo since he now is in on Juventus, and they're still alive. If you know if he wins another 
UEFA championship with another team because I believe Real Madrid won the past couple years. If he wins with another team, then it's you know it's the curse of Ronaldo that he wasn't on Real Madrid. He got traded to Juventus last summer, and that was a big big move. And you know I think it helped out some players on Real Madrid like Karim Benzema break out of his shell. Gareth Bale who didn't really get a lot of playing time, but obviously it hasn't paid off all in the long run since they lost to Ajax and UEFA, which, you know, Ajax isn't a no-name team. They're out there. They're known for making big plays and being relevant every now and then in UEFA. And they're not a bad team. They do things super well, but it just happened to be like that. The Barcelona, um, you Man United game, I think, is going to be a really good game to watch. I do remember probably three or four years ago, it was Barcelona and Man United in the final and that's when Wayne Rooney was still playing for United. So it's been some time. But that was a big thing. That I, and Barcelona ended up winning that game. I think it was like 2-0, 1-0. But it does happen. You know, there's a lot of English Premier League teams that usually end up in the top, you know, 8, top 16 of this tournament. Uh, that's just how it is. I think the EPL, the English Premier League, or the Barclays Premier League, however you want to say it, I think it's definitely the best soccer league in the world, easily. If you look at Serie A, which is where Juventus is from, that's the Italian league, you look at that, it's Juventus winning by a country mile every year. If you look at La Liga, it's usually Barca, Atletico, or Real Madrid. It's one of those three teams every year. There's no in-between. It's one of those three teams. If you look at the EPL, any team can beat any team on a given day. Crystal Palace can beat Chelsea. You know, Burmouth can beat Man United. Leicester can win the league when they weren't supposed to in 2015. They were not, you know, they were, I think they were positioned to get relegated and they end up winning the league. And Jamie Vardy goes off in that whole season. It just depends. That, you know, the EPL has got that most prosperity between teams. It doesn't matter if how bad your team is or what standing you're in. You can beat any team in that league. And that's what I think a lot of people like about the English Premier League is that it's so... It's so close in that sense, and that's why people say it's the best league in the world because you might have your you know your top teams are Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, Topham. Those are your top four, five, six teams. But then any of these lesser teams that are on the bottom half of the league or almost in relegation can beat you, and that can happen on any given match day. It just depends on everything. You could have seventy percent of the ball and they beat you. It's just how the EPL works, and that's, I think that's why a lot of people like it a lot. That's why I sometimes like it. You see teams like Chelsea or Man United or, or Leicester in 2015. They beat all these really good teams in succession, and you're like, whoa, this is crazy. Southampton does it you know, almost every year. They start really well, and they're in the top half of the bracket, and people are like, whoa, what's going on with Southampton? It just really depends. Different players in trade markets, obviously, like trading over the summers. You know, get different players in and out definitely helps. Um, it plays a big part. It plays a big role into it, obviously, to see, like, what seeding or what standing you're going to finish at. You obviously don't want to get relegated and go back to the Championship League, which we're probably going to end up seeing Leeds United and a couple other teams. I think it's Sheffield Sheffield United, Leeds United, and maybe Norwich City come back to the uh, English Premier League, which will be really cool to see them back in. Leeds hasn't been in a couple of while. Norwich has been in. But to see that, but mainly back on UEFA guys. So I think, I think they're all going to be really good games. It's going to be really hard to tell who wins it. I think 
top him with a 1-0 lead is 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 nice, but I don't think Man City is just going to lie over and let them win 1-0. I think Man City will end up being, you know, winning the next game maybe 2-2-0, two, 3-0. Two, zero, zero. I think for F I think for Liverpool they might be in a little bit of a battle. They do have a 2-0 lead over FC Porto, but FC Porto's not going to lie down. They might score one goal back and make it interesting, but I think Liverpool will ultimately end up winning that two-game leg. The two-game leg, they're winning 2-0 in aggregate, I should say. That's the proper term. And Tottenham's beating Man City 1-0 in aggregate. Uh, Ajax and Juventus. I'm not going to say I'm a big Ronaldo fan, but I do like the guy. I think he's he's past his prime, obviously. He's not. You know, he's 33 or 34. He still is considered one of the best players in the world currently, actively. Him and Messi. Messi's a little bit younger at 30. I think Messi's 32 or 31. But still, they're some of the best. Like, he's still making the headlines. He's still there. The last game against the last round of no, the round of sixteen when Juventus was playing Atletico, Ronaldo scored a hat trick to get them out of a two-zero aggregate hole against Atletico, and they ended up winning that two-game leg against Atletico Madrid. So Ronaldo is definitely a game changer. I'm not gonna hop on the bandwagon for him, but I do like the guy. I think he's a tremendous player. He's, he's, you know, a pretty flashy player at times, too. He can do a bunch of tricks and get around you. Messi's more, if you're comparing him to Messi, Messi's more in the sense where he's not as flashy, but Messi does it more subtly. But Messi does make you look, you know, he breaks your ankles every now and then as a soccer term. He does do this, that, and the other to prevent you from scoring. I mean, to, uh, to get around you and stuff. If I had to pick between Messi and Ronaldo, who's a better player? That's really tough. I think I think Messi's a better midfield player. I think Ronaldo's a better striker. You know, Ronaldo's got a better nose for the goal, I think. But they're both really good. And I'm not saying just because I said Ronaldo, um, Messi is a better midfield player doesn't mean he's a really good. Does not not mean that he's not a good striker. He is a really good striker. You know, they both have. The most hat tricks. They're both tied for the most hat tricks in UEFA history. They both have, you know, I think it's over 400 goals in La Liga. It's just crazy what the pace that these guys do. They score almost 50 goals a year in their leagues. When when Ronaldo was in La Liga, they scored almost. They both almost scored 50 goals a year or more. That's absurd. With only 30 some games, that's almost that's scoring almost two goals a game or less. Probably like one and a half. I don't have the math right in front of me to do it. But still, that's just absurd to try to be... They're scoring at least one goal a game. At least. And that doesn't always happen, you know, with defenses and teams and things like that. So I'll give you a prediction since I've been talking a lot about UEFA. I will say that it'll be Man City going through against Topham. I say they'll end up winning that series in the second leg. And then I will say it's Liverpool over FC Porto. I think Ajax makes a good run at it, but Juventus is ultimately too good. They've got Diabala in the midfield also. You know, honestly, with Ronaldo, they're going to probably put that to bed. Um, the, no the next one that's really tough is going to be Man U and Barcelona. I think that's going to be a really close game on both legs, both games of the, of the series. But I think Barca's probably going to ultimately going through. Unless Man U can – if Man U wins the first game, then – It'll put some pressure on Barcelona, and they've been susceptible to, you know, getting beat in the first leg of UEFA in the past. So it definitely, you know, makes us. I'm pretty sure UEFA too has something to do with Europe. If you guys are wondering, uh, it's probably. Actually, let's look it up real quick. What does UEFA stand for? UEFA stand 
and four. It stands for Union of European Football Association. So it's all the leagues from Europe that compete in this. And then uh, there's one more thing I will check on here too. What league is Ajax in? Yeah, I mean, so that, that's my prediction. I think ultimately it'll go to the next round, obviously the last four. I think Juventus has got a really good shot at winning it, obviously with Ronaldo and stuff. But I think it's probably going to be Juventus and Man City. Juventus, Man City in the final, and that's going to be... Man City could... I think Man City's got some really good players, and they could ultimately end up winning that, but... This is going to be tough. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. I've been talking to NCAA wrap-up kind of with the Red Raiders and the Virginia Cavaliers. Congrats to them for winning their first NCAA championship and bouncing back after a rough year last year. And then I talked a lot about UEFA wrap-up about that, the games that happened yesterday and the games that happened today. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to the Rampage podcast. My name is Oliver. You guys have a great one.